In my opinion, the best mystery starts when an event occurs and we're left wondering about the journalistic questions surrounding the event. Who, what, when, where, why. The Columbo series and movies are different. And the revelation is actually a spoiler for most. We know practically from the onset of each story the answers to most, if not all, of the key questions. The entertainment value is found in watching Columbo work, and we are largely fascinated in how he arrives at the conclusion we already know. In Scripture, we are presented with a mystery. Interestingly, there is but one mystery. It is presented in multiple phases from the book of Daniel to the book of Revelation. We who are believers know and understand the mystery, but the wonder lies in the manner in which God has revealed, is revealing, and will reveal the mystery to those who are still ignorant of the solution. In Daniel, we find the author among the Jewish exiles in Babylon, beginning in the first chapter, verses 6 and 7. Now, among them from the sons of Judah were Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Then the commander of the officials assigned new names to them, and to Daniel he assigned the name Belteshazzar, to Hananiah, Shadrach, to Mishael, Meshach, and to Azariah, Abednego. Most of us are well familiar with the stories involving the quartet. The unacceptable food, the fire, the lion's den. The one story that may not receive as much attention is told in the second chapter. King Nebuchadnezzar had a dream, and his Chaldean advisors couldn't figure it out. So the king began to systematically destroy all the advisors, including Daniel and his three fellow exiles. Daniel petitioned the king for an opportunity to interpret the dream, and was granted his request. The difference? Daniel prayed to God to give him the solution. So we read in Daniel 2, verses 19 through 23, Then the mystery was revealed to Daniel in a night vision. Then Daniel blessed the God of heaven. Daniel said, Let the name of God be blessed forever and ever for wisdom and power belong to him. It is he who changes the times and the epochs. He removes kings and establishes kings. He gives wisdom to wise men and knowledge to men of understanding. It is he who reveals the profound and hidden things, 
He knows what is in the darkness, and the light dwells with him. To you, O God of my fathers, I give thanks and praise, for you have given me wisdom and power. Even now, you have made known to me what we requested of you, for you have made known to us the king's matter. Daniel gave all glory to the Heavenly Father, placing himself in proper perspective and position. In a phrase, he got out of God's way. In presenting the interpretation to Nebuchadnezzar, Daniel correctly described the source of the prophecy in verses 29 to 30. As for you, O king, while on your bed, your thoughts turned to what would take place in the future. And he who reveals mysteries has made known to you what will take place. But as for me, this mystery has not been revealed to me. For any wisdom residing in me more than in any other living man but for the purpose of making the interpretation known to the king, and that you may understand the thoughts of your mind. In other words, God gave the mystery to the king, then gave Daniel most of the solution in order for the king to be restrained from further bloodshed. The mystery centered on the king's vision of a single great statue. There were four kingdoms described in the composition of the statue. The first kingdom was Babylon, described as a head of gold, Nebuchadnezzar himself. The second kingdom was Medo-Persia, portrayed as arms of silver. The third was Greece, indicated by belly and thighs of bronze. The fourth and final political kingdom was Rome, described in Daniel 2.33, its legs of iron, its feet partly of iron and partly of clay. The fate of the four kingdoms was revealed to the king in Daniel 2, 34-35. You continued looking until a stone was cut out without hands, and it struck the statue on its feet of iron and clay and crushed them. Then the iron, the clay, the bronze, the silver, and the gold were crushed all at the same time and became like chaff from the summer threshing floors, and the wind carried them away so that not a trace of them was found. But the stone that struck the statue became a great mountain and filled the whole earth. History documents the truth revealed regarding the four kingdoms. But one mystery remained, as Daniel described in verses 44 to 45. 
in those days of those kings, the God of heaven will set up a kingdom which will never be destroyed. And that kingdom will not be left for another people. It will crush and put an end to all these kingdoms, but it will itself endure forever. Inasmuch as you saw that a stone was cut out of the mountain without hands, and that it crushed the iron, the bronze, the clay, the silver, and the gold, the great God has made known to the king what will take place in the future. So the dream is true, and its interpretation is trustworthy. Nebuchadnezzar didn't focus on the remaining mystery, but was impressed by the revelation, as we see in Daniel 2, 46-48. Then King Nebuchadnezzar fell on his face and did homage to Daniel and gave orders to present to him an offering and fragrant incense. The king answered Daniel and said, Surely your God is a God of gods and a Lord of kings and a revealer of mysteries. Since you have been able to reveal this mystery, then the king promoted Daniel and gave him many great gifts, and he made him ruler over the whole province of Babylon and chief prefect over all the wise men of Babylon. The king did his best to reward Daniel and, by petition, his three associates. But the mystery of verses 44 and 45 remained a mystery until John the baptizer, as Matthew revealed in chapter 2. Now, in those days, John the Baptist came, preaching in the wilderness of Judea, saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. I grew up believing that Revelation was pa packaged in the last book of the Bible as written by St. John the Divine. Truth be told, Revelation came first to the Gentiles. Then the message was given to prophets and to a waymaker. The message was, for the most part, still a mystery. At a pivotal time, the solution was delivered in person. Again, the solution remained for most a mystery. Finally, we are given final instruction through divine revelation. After thousands of years and millions of words spoken and written, the way, the truth, and the life still exists as a mystery. For some, the mystery persists by choice. Either knowledge of Jesus Christ is inconvenient or the solution is uncomfortable. 
for others. The mystery remains only because the solution has not been made known. We, as believers, are called to deliver the message. For now, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance on you and give you peace. Yeah.